Alright y'all, we are back with another episode of our Dark Day Specials. So, um, we've gone over running backs. Uh, today, this one should, this would be a shorter one. Um, we're going to be going over tight ends. Uh, so I've been going over, you know, some of the tight ends from NFL history. And one thing about the tight end position, I, I, I really do fuck with tight ends. Tight ends, they're an extension of the offensive line. Obviously, you know me, O-lineman. Um, but I always, you know, felt that I was out of position. My heart was always at wide receiver, and it's still at wide receiver. Pause, because it's no longer Pride Month. And I'm also talking about tight ends, so double pause. But I believe my audience is mature enough to for me to not have to do that. But anyway, I just love how like they, they we lived vicariously through our tight ends. Like Whenever a tight end scored a touchdown, it just kind of hit different as an offense alignment because it felt like we scored. I know we should you know obviously feel that as well with running backs and everything, but you know, no shade to any running backs that I've ever played with, but at times they do kind of make it about themselves. Like, and hey, they, it, a lot of times, like they did a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to make four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten miss, especially if I'm out there. But hey, they got it done. They got it done. But when that tight end scores, just hits different. I played tight end when I was younger. When I was younger, I was a tight end. And, and, you know, I mean, they kept me on the line because, you know, I mean, I was an obese child, but I mean, I still felt like T.O. at heart. So every now and then when they, you know, get it out there, like, hey, I had a couple of touchdowns, flag football days. Me and Junior, we had a connection. Pause. God, it's a lot of, you can't just, it's a lot of gay shit whenever you're talking about tight ends. Anyway, um, now obviously tight ends not as deep and we don't really care as much about tight ends unless they're like more the receiving tight end. Like if you're a great blocking tight end, guess what? More than likely didn't make the list. Well, let me correct that. If you were better at blocking than you were at catching passes, we don't know your name. You didn't make the list, but you were essential to your team's success. And for that, we owe you a round of applause. But went over some tight ends, and uh, I'm not going to do the whole thing because, uh, again, it's a tight end position. Who really cares that much? Uh, so I'm only going to give you all the top five or break down the top five. But people that I actually looked over their uh, careers, uh, Jeremy Shockey, late edition. Uh, I'm glad I remembered him before I recorded this episode, but at the end of the day, uh, Really didn't need to since we're only going to be talking about the top five. Uh, Zach Ertz, Greg Olson, uh, G-Reg, Jason Witten, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews. I feel like the tight end position has really had a renaissance these past couple of years. Um, and it, My fault. Another thing. Another reason why I fuck with tight ends. Shout out Algie Crumpler. He didn't make the list. But that was kind of like a cheat code when I was younger playing fantasy football, season-long fantasy football. Because like damn near it was just it's like clockwork. For whatever reason, and I'm sure, like, I mean, I do kind of know the reason, but I don't want to break down X's and O's. But the tight end is the best friend of a rookie quarterback. That, like, he kind of, like, you know, eases him into the NFL. So if you got a rookie quarterback and a nice tight end, oh, yeah, you're going to be all right. Or if you got a nice tight end, you you can go ahead and bring in that young quarterback, which is why, shout out Elijah, the Atlanta Falcons might be a problem going forward. Um, but no time soon. Um, <laughs> they're going to need a... Well, maybe next year they'll draft maybe C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, something like that. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a minute. Um, actually, I saw a compilation of um, Kyle Pitts' uh, touchdowns from uh, his rookie year. It was a nine-second video. Um, but, anyway, uh, George Kittle, Aaron Hernandez, Jared Cook, Antonio Gates, Kellen Winslow Jr. and Sr., uh, Gronk, uh, Tony Gonzalez, Mike Ditka, Shannon Sharp, Vernon Davis, Dallas Clark, I remember him. I remember him. Shout out Peyton Manning. 
And uh, when I was doing this, I don't know how it slipped my mind, but Travis Kelsey. So again, I added Travis Kelsey because obviously uh, he's going to be somebody that we're going to be discussing. Uh, let's see here. Now, um, I'm only going to like go in depth with the top five, but overall the top 10 well, oh my fault i need to give you all the grading criteria yet uh so a thousand yard season was one point uh 80 receptions one point 100 receptions two 120 receptions three 10 touchdowns one 15 touchdowns two super bowls five uh conference championship three and that's winning the conference championship not just playing in it so pretty much if you made it to the super bowl you're going to get credit for that season uh pro bowl i believe i said this in the running back episode but uh, pr uh pre-1995 is one point because uh the voting was just uh players and coaches uh and then post 95 they added the fans and whenever you add the fans it just kind of dilutes it so in my opinion so half a point for that uh for pro bowl appearances post-1995 um if you lead the league in anything so i guess for receivers or tight ends it would be uh receiving yards receiving touchdowns receptions things of that nature um, offensive player of the year. Don't think any tight end ever won offensive player of the year, at least none of these guys. And uh, all pro. And I did the bonus point for first team. And in the NFL, there's only two teams. So, you know, I guess, I guess it's a bit more um, equitable as far as these NFL uh, rankings are concerned. So uh, let's go ahead. Oh, yeah. So uh, 10, Vernon Davis graded out of 18. Oh, shit. Well, actually, there are some changes if I'm going to do it that way. Uh, uno momento. Jeremy Shockey actually does make the cut if I'm just going to read y'all the top 10. But as far as, you know, who we're actually going to talk about, uh, he doesn't make the cut. Uh, so Vernon Davis has just been eliminated. Sorry, Vernon. Vernon graded out at 18. Uh, so Dallas Clark would now be 10, uh, graded out at 21.5. Jeremy Shockey would now be 9, graded out at 22. And, you know, Another thing that I've been thinking about as I've been doing this is obviously guys that win Super Bowls are going to, you know, be weighted higher. And I mean, I, I think that's pretty, pretty fair because, I mean, whenever you become a champion or something, you kind of just are seen in a different light. Um, and Dallas Clark does have some Super Bowls as well. But Jeremy Shockey, he got two of them things. So, you know, that, that, that really helps you. But keep that in mind because some guys on here don't have any. So just so that kind of puts it in perspective, like, damn, they didn't even get the Super Bowl credit and they still like up there type shit. So you can have that argument once we get up to the top. Um, but uh, Jeremy Shockey, he graded out 22, so half a point ahead of Dallas Clark. Uh, Jason Witten, uh, 26.5, uh, have him at number eight. Uh, and he didn't have any Super Bowls, obviously. So, you know, he, you know, gets his respect. Uh, Kellen Winslow Sr., uh, I, I I knew that Kellen Winslow's dad played football. I just thought he was a receiver, but apparently he was a tight end as well. Well, I guess he was kind of a hybrid. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Kellen Winslow Sr. Uh, obviously had a much better career than his son. And uh, respectfully, he also had a much greater uh, post career than his son. But his son is a fucking soldier. So there's that. Um, Antonio Gates, uh, he graded out at 30. So he was the last one in the uh, top six. And then we will now go into the actual top five. And this guy, I, I don't know what happened to him. I'm sure he's still alive. But Mike Ditka, he used to be like the Charles Barkley of football. Um, but hes I haven't seen him anywhere in a while, so I don't really know what's going on with that. But I was not aware of how old this man is. This dude was born in World War II. This dude was born in 1939. 
this like I was not he just seemed so young and vibrant and so full of life but then I remembered I haven't really seen him on TV in a while or maybe maybe he still is on the Fox product but I'm just not really paying attention maybe he is still on there and I'm just yeah I don't know I don't know but Mike Dick I I thought he was much younger than he actually was like this nigga was playing in the 60s and this nigga was teammates with Jim Brown like like I I just I I wouldn't see Mike Dick and Jim Brown as in the same generation but they are jesus christ but jim brown's obviously uh you know probably been through a little bit more hardship than mike dick i don't know his full story though so i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that yeah he's so fucking old that uh i have to fucking go to a different site for his stats jesus christ i forgot about that uh do 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 uh why are you listening uh if you're not subscribed that'd be great if you subscribed because uh that's the only way you're going to get these dark days episodes and you know uh, a lot of people like the uh sports content will like the this type of sports content so you know i'm gonna keep up with it for a little bit as long as the dark days are going um but i definitely have some you know politically incorrect uh discussions to be had and uh mm, timing is timing has been quite a bitch quite a bitch but we're gonna see if we can uh get that figured out for y'all because i got a good episode planned good episode um but mike dick uh, i remember he was in a he was in that movie i think i, I think he was no no he wanted that movie not that jesus christ all right boom and we're back so mike dick uh he had 1000 yard season he was 96 yards away from having another um and well 103 from another year so i mean you know he was really just had that one year and that was his rookie year so when he just came in out the gate and it just kind of i'm still kind of just shocked that like they threw passes like that back then like as a matter of fact um the nfl records for like most receiving yards in the game like obviously calvin johnson has some um and i think julio has one but like there's guys from like the 60s and 70s and 50s like they had like 300 yard receiving games and i'm just like bro what the fuck i didn't think y'all niggas was like throwing like that they really weren't though like i looked up that game like the quarterback threw like 10 passes but anyway um he had no 80 his career high for receptions in the season was 75 um as far as touchdowns is concerned his first year is when he had that um he had that uh double digit touchdowns but i'm tripping we're not talking about his stats like that uh he's a super bowl champion also an nfl champion so you know he (laughs) he played this is when i knew he was old he played before the super bowl like he he has an nfl championship and a super bowl championship which are completely different things uh then uh he's a five-time all pro two of which are first team five-time pro bowler uh so yeah that's uh that's mike dicka's career and he graded out at a what was it a 43 uh now thankfully we're going to get a bit more modern um at number four number four tight end you know given my criteria and everything is travis kelsey so thank god i actually remembered that he existed uh he graded out at a 52.5 and you're going to notice a trend for um three of the remaining four uh but travis kelsey he's a one-time champion six-time all pro three of which are first team seven-time pro bowler and uh as far as his career is concerned he has one two three four five six thousand yard seasons and uh he's got uh two double digit seasons or my fault three double digit touchdown seasons so you know he's doing his thing and obviously he gets that super bowl bump so you know 
but as of right now he's a 52.5 uh obviously he's still able to add to that so we'll see what we'll see where he ends up but he's not that far off and i mean i know he's kind of in those discussions but after a while might have to you know, you know i don't know i don't know especially because i mean I, i'm pretty sure we all know who's at number one but he's not just by far and away that guy we all love him though we all love him um but at number three we have shannon sharp uh the crazy thing about shannon is uh, obviously we all know him on undisputed in his you know post football career but i remember him being a pretty good player but it's just kind of weird seeing him every day and then we're looking at his resume you're like oh like bro like yeah we know you're a hall of famer but like no like you you really him and you like on tv like just like acting up it's hilarious um but shannon three-time super bowl champ uh five-time all pro four of which are first team and eight-time pro bowler and as far as you know his career is concerned he had one two three thousand yard seasons and uh two double digit touchdown seasons so yeah shannon was definitely him and he definitely was able to benefit by being in a pretty nice offense now one thing about shannon and his uh post um uh, NFL career, his television career, is uh, I loved early on in the Undisputed Days the back and forth that he would have with Tony Gonzalez, and uh, <laughs> it's like they they would always go back and forth. Like Shannon's like, well, you know, I was winning championships, Super Bowls, all that. You know, I had a pretty nice career, and Tony's just like, yeah, no, nah, I mean, you was alright, but like, I mean, as far as like you know, like stats and like you know all that, like you know, I was really that guy. So I like the I like the back and forth they would have. And the thing is, we all know Tony Gonzalez never won a Super Bowl, but as far as my criteria is concerned he grades out ahead of shannon so just imagine if he could have made one a super bowl or two but that's what loyalty gets you uh by the way shannon sharp graded out of 57 57 57 57 uh so i mean travis kelsey just won super bowl away from passing shannon sharp so again that puts things into perspective shannon is a three-time champion and if travis were to win another one he would be a two-time but travis is doing a lot more but again the game's different i'm sure shannon played today he would have so many thousand yard seasons it'd be ridiculous but unfortunately he played in the era that he did but he did what he did in the time that he had uh now as far as tony gonzalez uh 10-time all pro six of which are first team 14-time pro bowler and he's the first person on this list that has led the nfl in something which was receptions and for a tight end that was in 04 so that's kind of like the beginning of this turn of tight ends you know just kind of breaking the scales as far as catches are concerned as a matter of fact he had one two three seasons where he was single digit numbers away from a hundred receipt 100 reception oh, i'm sorry four seasons away from having uh multiple hundred reception seasons but he only had one which is in 04 when he had a uh, 102 um now as far as thousand yard seasons he only had four and i mean i say only but he played for 16 years um I remember him being a fantasy god. I remember having Tony Gonzalez on your fantasy team was fucking gold. Fucking gold, man. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, he wasn't really ever able to make it to the big game. Not his fault, though. Definitely, definitely, definitely not his fault. And Tony Gonzalez graded out at a 62, uh, sorry, 62 even. Graded out at 62. Now for number one, we all know him. We all know who it is. Uh, he's allegedly retired, but we'll see what happens with that. And obviously, he's got the Super Bowls to you know give him that. But if he didn't have these Super Bowls, then Tony Gonzalez has a very, very, very strong case as the greatest tight end of all time. But Rob Gronkowski, 
four-time champion, nine-time all, I'm sorry, four-time all-pro, all of them were first team, five-time pro bowler. He led the NFL in receiving touchdowns once, and uh, that was in 2011, so uh, they still had Aaron Hernandez at that time doing that double tight end thing. Uh, but Jesus Christ, Gronk. Uh, he has one, two, three, four thousand yard seasons, and he has one, two, three, four uh, ten touchdown seasons. And one of them, he had seventeen. That was obviously the year that he uh, led them in Super Bowls. And one thing about Gronk is, I'll never forget in that two thousand twelve, I believe, that two thousand twelve Super Bowl against the Giants, or maybe it was twenty eleven. Twenty eleven Super Bowl against the Giants. That last Hail Mary, he was right there. He was right fucking there. Just imagine if he's able to somehow make that play. Tom Brady has eight Super Bowls and Gronkowski has five. It's fucking ridiculous. But, yep, that's that round to get out. Gronkowski, obviously, our number one. And, uh, again, uh, the list. So, at five, Mike Ditka. Four, Travis Kelsey. Three, Shannon Sharp. Two, Tony Gonzalez. And one, Rob Gronkowski. And uh, we will be back with, um, I feel like quarterback should be last, but quarterback is, you know what? Quarterbacks would be next. Receivers is my favorite position. So, yeah. Quarterbacks will be next. Make sure you're subscribed so you can make sure you get uh, notified when this episode comes out. And uh, we'll be back real soon. Thank you.